0: How's it going everyone? Welcome back to the Tailgate podcast. I am your host, Michael Quatramani. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Tailgate. I am so excited to have you guys here. Week eight has finished. We're recording this on Monday night at 7:15. So, so I guess the Giants and Chiefs are yet to play. But every other game has finished. And I and I'm just so I'm so excited to talk to you guys about this. There were so many good games. That happened over the weekend. So many games that um, I assume, I think, are going to be a telltale sign of how the week, of how the year is um, going to finish. Rough. I think that we're seeing a lot of trends developing, um, and just a lot of things in general that I want to talk about in this podcast. Uh, so I have five segments. I have five. Well, really, it's Seven one major. major segment divided up into five different questions that I have to talk about, uh, and that's not including my overall week eight. You know, synopsis and my uh, summary of how I think Week 8 happened, what the biggest takeaways, stuff like that, all that, and more to come in this podcast. If you do enjoy, make sure to subscribe to the podcast, like the podcast, whatever. You guys are listening to this on... Make sure you do all that. And before I get into it, I have a potential opportunity to not move the podcast to a different platform, but introduce the podcast on a different platform in addition to um, Anchor, which is what I use to distribute it to other platforms. I'm thinking of putting it on a thing called Colin, which is basically a, a way that you guys can call into the show and ask me questions live and then I can include that. In the overall podcast anchor does provide it um, but it's not as fluid as Colin I love anchor but it's not as fluid as Colin so if you guys were interested in that I'm gonna put a poll in the description of this video just tell me if you'd like that or not if you would if you'd be interested in calling into the show if so um, you know give give an upvote or if you don't want it give a down vote uh, so let's move right into the podcast though I got five sec I got five segments and when I was actually thinking of the questions and the things I want to talk about I noticed a trend I was answering um, What do I think about this? Why do I think this is going to happen? Who is going to do this? And I'm like, oh my god. I should just do who, what, where, when, why. So I have those five, who, what, where, when, why, in NFL form. And basically I just have five things I want to talk about. And that's what we're going to do. Uh, but before that, I do want to give a week eight summary of just each game. Just really quick, few sentences, and then we'll move on to the next game. So starting out, we've got the Thursday night game. Green Bay Packers, Arizona Cardinals. I mean, the, the Cardinals were bound to fall. They were bound to fall at some point. And I think it was gonna happen to the Packers. Actually, I did, I did pick the Packers to win this game. I thought that they were the most likely team to beat the Cardinals. Um, and but don't say the Cardinals are a fluke or they're the 2020 Steelers, because they're not. They beat five playoff teams or teams that are in contention. And the Cardinals just played a bad game. I mean, they just they still limited the Packers to under 25 points, and the Packers, as we all know, is a great offense, regardless if they have Devontae Adams or not. Actually, Aaron Rodgers has better stats when he's playing without Devontae Adams. So, I'm not too worried about the Cardinals. They're still going to be a top-five team in the NFC when it's all said and done. They'll probably be a top-three team. Seeding, they'll probably be number-five because I have the Rams winning the um, NFC West, but the Cardinals are still going to be a phenomenal team, and they're still a team to reckon with, so don't overreact too much about them, but for the Packers, don't forget about the Packers. I feel like a lot of people were writing them off before the season, saying, oh, they're not going to be, you know, don't don't include them in the Super Bowl. They're just going to be another NFC championship losing team. And honestly, that's probably going to happen. But that doesn't mean that we should just completely write them off. And I know that sounds contradictory. The Packers are still a team that you should consider to be Super Bowl contenders. Do I? No. <laughs> but I still think the general media should. Um, moving on, though. We got the Patriots and the Chargers. This was a phenomenal game. It really was. And I know I'm a Patriots fan, so I know, I know I'm going to be biased. But I really do think that Mac played well. The stat sheet doesn't say 18 for 35, 218 yards. I understand. You just got to watch the game. You really do. Uh, the offense, it looked good. It stalled at times. There was uh, probably a three straight possessions where they just really didn't move the ball at all. And honestly, I chucked it up to Josh McDaniels just being a poor offensive coordinator. And even more reason why the Patriots absolutely need to move on from him if they want to have a future in being a top 10 offense like currently they are I think they're number 10 but that's largely due to the playmakers on this team and not Josh McDaniels his play calling has been very bad so they got to move on from him um Chargers don't be too worried I'm going to talk about them in a second though so I don't want to talk about them too much right now Panthers and Falcons Panthers won 19 to 13 I don't really have a whole lot of thoughts on this I mean I think it's just the Panthers won in a defensive battle, and the Falcons just aren't a good team. I mean, honestly, like, I'm going to move on. Dolphins-Bills, 26-11, Bills won. This was tied at three at halftime. The Bills put up three points at halftime. Honestly, a win is a win. Bills turned it on in the fourth quarter. You can't really complain too much because they still won by two scores. I would have expected a bigger win. That's all I'm going to say. All I'm going to say, I would have expected a bigger win. But Buffalo, good job. 49ers and Bears, 49ers won 33-22. This is Justin Fields' best game. He really played well. The Bears' offense was lifeless at times. I know the stat sheet says he only had 175 yards, a touchdown on a pick, but he also added 103 yards on the ground and a touchdown. He made some absolutely phenomenal plays improvising moving out of the pocket and just making plays with positive yardage where there should have been negative yardage. Um, the, the future's bright with Justin Fields. I'm not sure if the future's bright with Justin Fields in Chicago, but Justin Fields has a bright future somewhere, okay? Uh, Steelers and Browns, I mean, I guess I should take partial responsibility for writing off the Steelers. I, I have them winning five games. Maybe that's not enough. Maybe they're, they're a seven- or eight-win team. Maybe even nine wins. Maybe they, they could sneak into the playoffs. I personally don't have that. Um, They do have some playmakers on offense. Najee Harris and Deontay Johnson, they're playmakers. They're guys you need to regard as, you know, top 15 at the position. Um, Ben Roethlisberger, I just don't know what to think about him. I really don't. I know he's a bad quarterback. I just don't know if the Steelers can win with him. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't know if they can win with him. I'm going to lean towards no. Uh, I think the Browns, they're just beat up, dude. I mean, the Browns are just a beat up team and they need to get healthier and they need to get healthier quick because this offense is pretty lifeless. They, they just can't seem to find balance with the run game and pass game. It seems like at the times they're running it way too much and at times they're passing it way too much. Um, I think they just need to find a pretty happy medium there. And, I mean, say what you want, but Odell has been awful. Odell has just been a very bad receiver this year. He's made countless, countless drops in, in really important times too. So Browns have a lot of work to do. And they have a lot of work to do, quick, because it seems like this AFC North is highly competitive, and you really need to win every single divisional game. Um, moving on, though, we got Eagles and Lions. Eagles won forty-four to six. I mean, good job. You beat a winless team. I, I I don't really have a whole lot more to say. People are now saying, "Oh my God, the Eagles are contenders in the NFC." I'm like, no, no, not not the NFC, but the NFC East. I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> they they just won forty-four to six against a winless team, um, and this is this should silence all the people that were saying. Um, You know, the Lions are the best winless team ever. Like, guys, come on. Just, they're a winless team for a reason. Titans and Colts. Titans won 34-31. The Colts, man, they're just, they are better than 3-5. and five. They really are. They were up two scores at one point. They were up 14-0 after the end of the first quarter against Titans. Good comeback, though, by the Titans, seriously. Uh, the loss of Derrick Henry is going to be massive for this team. I I can't, I can't overstate it enough. I mean, Derrick Henry is the lifeblood of this offense, as we all know. And the loss of him is going to be crucial. So I'm really interested to see if the Titans are going to be able to bounce back from the loss of Derrick Henry. Maybe that's a segment I should have included in here. But honestly, I'm kind of glad I didn't because nobody knows. Nobody knows how the the, the Titans are going to respond to this. Of course, they signed Adrian Peterson uh, this morning. As I'm recording this, it was this morning that they signed him. Is he going to be able to... Somewhat filled the void with him and Jeremy McNichols. I mean, I'm going to say a strong and resounding no to that. But then again, he had 28 carries for 68 yards. I mean, that's just over two yards per carry. That's really bad. And they still won the game. Ryan Danhill still threw three touchdowns. A.J. Brown went over 150 yards. But it seems like that's their offense right now. And your offense can't be just A.J. Brown and Ryan Tannehill if you want to win games. You're going to, at the very least, need to get Julio Jones back and fully healthy to be in contention in this AFC North. Because, honestly, I still don't think the AFC North is done. Tennessee is 6-2, and two, and they're trending in the right direction. But Indianapolis is going to start winning games. They are. I, I firmly believe it. This team is too good to be 3-5 and five and below 500. they They're going to start winning teams. And, you know, are, are they going to— compete in the are they going to challenge the titans for the division probably not I, i'll say right now i think it's probably too much of a hurdle to hurdle uh, at this time but i still think the colts are, colts are a potential playoff contender they're going to be the 7 8 or 9 seed in my opinion and we'll just have to see what happens moving on to Bengals and jets 34 31 jets i'm going to talk about it all later so i really don't want to talk about it right now 38 22 rams over texans good win, <laughs> nothing else to really say 31-7, Seahawks over Jaguars don't count the Seahawks out just yet I know the Jaguars suck, Urban Meyer needs to be fired but the Seahawks are winning games without Russell Wilson and Wilson's coming back after the bye so I still see the Seahawks potentially sneaking into the playoffs uh, Broncos 17-10 over the Washington, this is their worst win of the year, Broncos need to blow it up and they already are by training Von Miller Washington, you're a dumpster fire uh, 36-27, Bucks, and Saints. Saints beat the Bucks with a backup quarterback. I have a lot to say about that. I'm going to talk about it later. Um, Cowboys over Vikings 2016, also with a backup quarterback. The backups balled out this week. Mike White, 400 yards and um, three touchdowns. Cooper Rush with over 350 yards and a game-winning touchdown. And you have Trevor Simeon leading the Saints over the Bucks. What a week for the backups. Um, the Cowboys... It's a really good win because you held a very powerful Minnesota offense to under—I mean, you held them to 16 points. That's really, really impressive. Dalvin Cook under 80 yards. I mean, you basically took Justin Jefferson out of the contest. Two catches for 21 yards. Uh, You distributed the ball well. Zeke didn't have a fantastic game, but he got active in the receiving game. Cedric Wilson had your 73-yard touchdown. CeeDee Lamb went over 100. Amari Cooper went over 120 with a touchdown and eight catches. I mean, it was just a, a, a really good game. And, uh, like, the Cowboys, they are contenders. If you don't believe it now, if you didn't believe it then, believe it now because they just won with a backup quarterback against a damn near good Minnesota team. So, please start regarding Dallas as contenders. I feel like they're kind of being, you know, sh- shushed right now, and they shouldn't be because they're a good team. Uh, But that's it. That's it. I tried, I tried to make that as quick as I could. That probably went on for... Maybe a little longer than I thought I, I wanted it to, but that's okay because now we're going to move on to who, what, where, when, why. Um, start, I, starting off, though, I want to start off with what? What to think of the Bengals because like I said, I want to talk about them in its own segment. This team just doesn't do it for me. I've been saying this for a while now. I've said it on the TikTok. If you aren't following the TikTok, go follow it. You're probably all here from the TikTok, but if you aren't, go follow the TikTok right now. Um... <laughs> I, tend to st- I, bleh, I do tend to stray away from NFL teams that have a hard time with consistency, and the Bengals have a hard time with consistency. I just can't see them going on a hot streak. They haven't gone in a winning streak of over two games this entire season. Offensively, this team puts up a ton of points, but they're pretty big play dependent. We've seen Jamar Chase and T. Higgins break off 70-yard touchdowns, but that seems to be a lot, not the majority, but a lot of their offense um, and it really can't be because you can't you can't make that a continual source or of your production that's just not you can't do that. I mean, you're gonna need to find other ways to score. um, and we're seeing it before our eyes right now with the Kansas City Chiefs., uh, you know, they are big play dependent and look what's happening to them right now. They're below five hundred. so, Uh, Their run game has been lacking a good amount. They aren't particularly good on third down. They rank bottom 10 in protecting Joe Burrow, and they don't force any turnovers at all. Their schedule doesn't get any easier. They have the ninth-hardest remaining strength of schedule in the last three weeks of the season, 16, 17, and 18. That's weird to say. 16, 17, and 18, they play Baltimore, Kansas City, and a probably healthy, by this point, Cleveland Browns team. I mean, sprinkled in there, you have Cleveland next week, Vegas, who is, you know, prone to be anybody. Pittsburgh, who all of a sudden looks like a, Pittsburgh, uh, looks like a playoff team. And the Chargers. And you have to face an always competitive San Francisco team. So there isn't one game on their schedule I can confidently say, like, oh, yeah, the Bengals, they're, they're going to win this. No problem. And how could you? Based off how they played on Sunday, they lost to a one-win Jets team that is scrambling fig- to figure out how to play the game of football while using their second-string quarterback, and they are without their number one receiver. Corey Davis wasn't there. And with that being said, all I heard last week was how good the Bengals' defense was and how they haven't allowed any team to score more than 25 points against them. Then the Jets hang 34 on them. Bengals are a borderline playoff team who, to me, are on the outside looking in. Currently, I do a playoff predictor every week, so if you guys don't know what that is, you go game by game, and you pick every single week, and then by the end, it automatically generates for you what the playoffs would look like given, you know, your outcomes of the games. Right now, I have the Bengals as the eight seed. I have them going 10-7. and seven. I don't think that's crazy. I really don't. Right now, they sit as a 5-3 and three team, and they are prone to bad losses. So, I, I mean, I, like I said, I'm just going to reiterate everything I just said. This team just really doesn't do it for me. Uh, Joe Burrow has looked good this year; he really has. But I'm still worried, still worried about them. Uh, moving on though, we're gonna move on to why, why the Saints are legitimate are legitimate contenders even with Jameis Winston out. Now, first I want to say this: you know, prayers go out to Jameis Winston. That's a really tough blow, especially when you're starting to transcend bounce back with your career, you're in a contract year, you're playing some of the best football and safest football of your career that's tough, that's a really tough break and I hope for him a speedy recovery but this Saints team is good, and I mean they're really good are they one of the top four teams in the NF- NFC? No, they're not but I can confidently say they can contend with any of them, and they, they proved that on full display last night, or Sunday night whenever you're listening to this, Sunday night versus the Bucks. This team is seriously a week two fluke away from being six and one and then serious playoff conversation. Week two, they played the Panthers. they were without their entire coaching staff and they got blown out. That probably won't happen again. Their coaching staff probably isn't going to miss another game. Uh, you know, their entire coaching staff probably isn't going to miss another game. So if you take that out of it and let's say they beat the Panthers, they're six and one. They're a six and one football team. This team rarely ever turns the ball over and they force a ton of turnovers they rank second in turnover margin now you throw Mark Ingram back in the mix I think the rushing game is going to be that much better not necessarily because of Ingram but being able to freshen things up with the duo of him and Kamara the loss of Jameis will hurt them a little but not as much as you may think the Saints are a team that is built to sustain quarterback injuries I know that sounds weird But two years ago, Drew Brees goes down and Teddy Bridgewater steps in, and he goes 5-0. Now, then, just this past year, Drew Brees goes down again, and Taysom Hill steps in, and he goes 3-1. So in the past two years, with a similar Saints roster this year, backups have gone 8-1 when the starter has been out. Whether it's Taysom Hill or Trevor Simeon, I'm confident the Saints can still win games in a depleted bottom half of the NFC and I think they're going to make the playoffs right now I have them as a six seed and that's not crazy because this team is five and two and they're a very good team they're a very very good team they're a safe team they're a well-coached team they have a great offensive line Kamara is their playmaker and oh yeah they're getting Michael Thomas back their best receiver far and away their best receiver and that's been the biggest part of their game or the biggest um hole in their game has been receiver so adding him in the mix, you know, assuming he's healthy, and you can't really make that assumption. I understand that, but assuming he's healthy, that's a major, major bonus. This Saints team is going to be good, and don't be surprised if they if they make a sneaky run in the playoffs. Seriously, this team is really good. Um, now moving on, we got who? Who is going to win the AFC West? It seems like any team can win it, honestly, and. It's really not too crazy to say that. Maybe with the exception of the Broncos. I would say the Broncos are pretty clearly not going to win the division because they are they're spiraling out of control in a bad way. But any other team can. I mean, if you told me right now that the Raiders were going to win it, I personally would think you're crazy. But I think the general population would not think you're all that crazy. My pick, though, I think it's pretty easy. I think it's the LA Chargers. Now, don't overreact. Sunday was a trap game for the Chargers, and it was an overall really bad matchup. They have a really bad run defense, and they went off, they went up against a really good running football team in the Patriots. And, and it's, a good, well, it's a well-coached Patriots team. They're a, they're a sneaky team. They can go up against really anybody, and we've seen that on full display versus the Bucs. The Chargers have the sixth easiest remaining schedule and should have no problem cruising to the top of the AFC West by the time the year is over. This team is playing really well. I know it's back-to-back losses. I understand that. They didn't play well against the Ravens. Situationally, they didn't play well against the Patriots. But don't let that overall taint your perception of this team. They don't run the ball a ton, but when they do, it's very efficient as they have the 8th highest yards per rush. They have the ninth highest third down conversion rate. They're top 12 in both protecting the football and forcing turnovers, and they're doing a great job protecting Herbert in the pocket. These are all recipes for a playoff team, and in my opinion, a team that can win the AFC West. Now, look, you can't say the Chargers are going to win the division and not talk about Kansas City. That's just not fair. So, I do think Kansas City is going to get back on track at some point. They will. I mean, Patrick Mahomes isn't going to dwell at the bottom for that long. He just He's not going to. It's Patrick Mahomes. He's still the best quarterback in the NFL, if not top three. But the Chargers do have a step on them in the division. In a company with an easy schedule, they should be the favorites to win the division. I can't, you can't tell me any signs that are pointing that that are you know blaring points to me that should say, oh yeah, no, no way, like no no way the Chargers should be the favorites, because there are no signs that point to the Chiefs that they should be the favorites. Besides, and honestly, this is the only reason you can't say when by saying, oh, it's it's the Chiefs. That's the only thing you can really say as to why the Chiefs should win the division. And to me, that's not a very fair argument. Uh, Is it valid? I mean, I don't know. I don't think the Chiefs will do it, so I don't think it's valid. But we'll just have to see. We will just have to see. I think the Chargers are going to win it, but let me know what you guys think. Uh, Second to lastly, we got where. Where is the NFC Championship going to be played? Basically, what I'm saying is who's going to be the team that's going to come out on top? It has to be L.A. It has to be. I, I just I can't see anybody else getting over them. Uh, I now I know the NFC is extremely congested. You have the Packers, the Cowboys, the Rams, the Bucks. I mean it it is congested at the top, right? But the Rams should be the clear cut favorites to win the NFC. Just look at their team totals and where they stack up against the rest of the league. They rank top five in almost every single offensive statistic. They, they're top five in points per game, yards per game, points per play, yards per play, third down conversion percentage, touchdowns per game. Also, this team is extremely explosive. Matt Stafford is airing the ball out and looks like a legitimate MVP contender. He ranks first in yards per pass. Okay, Defensively, they have been fine. I mean, they you know what? They, they've been pretty good. They, they've ranked top ten in opponents' points per game, but the advanced metrics really do go against them, and if they can just, you know, get back on track. I mean, I don't see anybody beating this team. Most importantly, though, their offensive line has been the best in the league. By sack percentage, and mass efforts on a mobile guy, they've been the best in the league. And that is extremely important when you have to face Green Bay's front seven when they are fully healthy. Chandler Jones, and well, well, it used to be J.J. Watt, but Cardinals still have a pretty good front seven. And you have Tampa's nightmare of a front seven, as we all know. So to me, They have, like, the big three-and-a-half. That's what I'm going to call it. Not the big four. I'll say three-and-a-half. They have a stud quarterback. They have a stud coach. They have a stud-o-line. And they have the potential to be a stud defense. We all know what the Rams' defense can be. The loss of John Johnson and Troy Hill are truly showing right now. But if this defense can get back on track, back to where they normally are, they'll have the big four, and no other team in the NFC can say that. No other team can. There's no other team in the NFC that has a stud quarterback, stud coach, stud-o-line, and a stud defense. The Cowboys fill three of those. Actually, no, I wouldn't call Mike McCarthy a stud coach. Uh, they fill two of those. The Bucks probably fill two and a half of those. I can't call Bruce Arians a stud coach either, but I would call Tom Brady a stud coach. So for that, you know I'll say they're three. Three out of four, right? Cardinals, they don't have a stud defense. They don't have a stud coach either in Cliff Kingsbury, so you can't say that for them. And if you look at the Packers, Matt LaFleur, I'll call him a stud coach. You have a stud quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. You have a, a pretty stud offensive line, especially when David Bacciari comes back, and you do not have a stud defense. So the Rams are the only team that can potentially say that. If they can get back on track, there's nobody to be in this team. But this doesn't mean that the Rams are my pick to win the Super Bowl. Now, you're probably saying to yourself, you're probably flipping your hands in the air saying, Michael, what are you saying? You sound like an idiot right now. You just talked about how good the Rams are for, you know, four minutes, and now you're going back on it and contradicting yourself and saying that they're not your Super Bowl pick or your pick to go to the Super Bowl under the NFC. As you all know, I still have Tampa Bay, even after Sunday's loss, even after they lost to the backup Trevor Simeon, I still have Tampa Bay going to the Super Bowl. Last year, Tampa Bay almost lost to the Giants at Down Jones. They lost to the Bears, and it was largely Tom Brady's fault for the miscommunication and just not remembering it was fourth down. They got blown out, ironically, by the Saints last year twice, right? More so the first week of the season, but let's say twice. They have bad losses every year. Tom Brady has bad losses every year, but there's nothing you can say that'll point to me and say, "Yeah, no, Tampa Bay should not, or Tom Brady, sh- you know, should not be the favorite to go to the Super Bowl this year." It's Tom Brady. And I'm not going to bet against him. And I know that as an awful argument, just saying it's Tom Brady, I know. That's why I'm not asking you necessarily to agree with me. I'm just saying, is still my pick to go to the Super Bowl, regardless of how I feel about the Rams in the regular season. That's what I will say. And because the Rams beat the Bucks head-to-head, and because I think the Rams are probably going to end up with the better overall record at the end of the year, that's why I think the Rams are going to be you know, at home in the NFC Championship game if they do make it there uh lastly last segment of the podcast I honestly have no idea how long this is I hope it's relatively short I'm trying to make shorter podcasts because I might do two podcasts a week um and both of them be shorter that might be the thing I'm not exactly sure what I'm gonna do yet don't quote me on that because uh, as you guys know I'm not the most reliable when it comes to that stuff but it's hard it's hard being in a dorm with three other people and trying to you know figure out times that all three of them are out of the dorm and you don't have any homework or other obligations to do and you can sit down and do an hour worth of notes and also record the podcast being alone in the room and then have time to edit it you know put it together make the videos on it for tiktok promote it all that upload it, all that good stuff it it can be pretty time consuming it can be a pretty big time commitment uh to figure out so if i'm able to you know confidently figure out times that i'm going to be able to have the room to myself and under and you know edit it and stuff like that then I will be more than happy to do two a week and also if I'm able to reach a sponsorship deal with Colin then I'll be more inclined to create more podcasts and I'll feel more of a stress and a pressure um to you know do the things that I just said uh so that's the plan we'll see what happens uh moving on to the last segment of the day when are we going to see the Chiefs turn it around I talked about it briefly earlier but who knows (laughs) This is going to sound kind of dumb, and I'm not going to really offer a whole lot of um, stats on this. It's going to be more just conversation-based. Uh, but who knows? Ser- like, seriously, I'm asking you, like, do, do, do you know? Do you know if the Chiefs are ever going to turn it around? Because I seriously don't. Uh, as I'm recording this, as I said earlier, um, they haven't faced the Jets yet. But I'm going to assume that they won that game. Um. Actually, wait. <laughs> How I should I even assume that? Cause this, you know you guys actually have the luxury of um no, knowing the outcome of the game. I do not, but should I assume that the Chiefs are just gonna beat the Giants? Because it, and I you know this space sounds stupid because the Chiefs might beat them like thirty five to three tonight or something ridiculous. I'm gonna sound like an idiot, but think about it this way, right? The Chiefs haven't. You can't be confident about the Chiefs beating anybody. You really can't. I mean the Chiefs have been. Pretty up and down this year. Sure, they beat the beat the Bills week one. You had a competitive game against the Ravens, but besides that, the Chiefs have not looked good. And they can't run the ball. They aren't protecting Mahomes all that well. And their turnover margin is highly embarrassing. It's the four. It's the sorry. It's the third worst in the NFL. They turn the ball over a ton. Mahomes has never thrown this many interceptions in his entire career. They force zero giveaways and they have an awful defense. I mean, this defense makes me want to vomit. This is one of the worst units in the NFL as it stands. And I want to emphasize as it stands because they have key missing pieces on defense that will be greatly, that will greatly, um, you know, will greatly improve this defense once they come back. I'm not going to count the Chiefs out. I'm not going to, and it's for a similar reason why I'm not going to bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs. It's because greatness trumps. It just does. Greatness trumps all. And Patrick Mahomes is a great quarterback, and Patrick Mahomes has made many, many clutch plays in his young, young career. And I think it's a little premature to bet against the Chiefs this early. Now, I do have the Chargers in the division, but I have the Chiefs making the playoffs, I would be, I would be shocked, I will, you can put me on record right now on November 1st, I would be shocked if the Chiefs didn't make the playoffs, that's what I will say, guys, that's all I have for tonight, I am, I'm having a lot of fun with the podcast again, I know I did go on a little bit of a break again, but I'm really having fun with it. I really do enjoy talking about it, I'm gonna try to get some more guests on the podcast at some point, uh, a lot of guys you know on TikTok, that's the goal, um, so I, you know, so you don't have to just listen to me for 20, 30 straight minutes, um, that's the goal, but guys, make sure you like, subscribe, alt, comment, whatever, make sure you do the poll in the description if you want me to start using Colin, all that good stuff and more, um, and I will see you guys next time, have a good one.